Welcome to St. Mark's Daily Devotions for Wednesday, June 3rd, with me, Jan Rood, and with music by Cooper Sherry. In this new series of daily devotions that began on Monday, we are highlighting stories from life in the early Christian church that are recorded in the New Testament book of Acts. Up until now, you have been hearing meditations from other people in every one of the daily devotions that began back in Holy Week. As we listen to these stories from Acts together over the next three weeks, we are inviting you to meditate on the ways that they speak to you in your own daily life. Today we will practice a way of meditating on Scripture that was used and taught by Martin Luther. In a little piece that he wrote called A Simple Way to Pray, Luther uses the metaphor of a garland. I divide the scripture reading into four parts, Luther says, thereby fashioning a garland of four strands. First, he says, I think of the passage as instruction, which is really what it is intended to be, and consider what God demands of me so earnestly. Second, Luther says, I turn it into a thanksgiving. Third, a confession. And fourth, a prayer. Luther goes on to say, this turns every biblical text into a school text, a songbook, a penitential book, and a prayer book. The story that we're going to offer for meditation today from the book of Acts is found in Acts 4, verses 32 to 35. If you'd like to pause this for a moment and find a Bible in your home or online to follow along, you're welcome to do that. Again, the story is found in Acts 4, verses 32 to 35. So following Luther's example, as we hear the story the first time, we can try to hear it as instruction. In other words, with the question, what is God demanding of me so earnestly? What am I learning in this story? So listen now to the story of early Christians. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions. But everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many owned lands or houses, sold them, and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. I invite you to pause this podcast now for a moment and reflect on that story you just heard and to hear it as instruction with the question, what is God demanding of me so earnestly? What is God teaching me? In my own hearing of this, as I think about it as instruction, that question, what does God demand of me so earnestly in this story is a very challenging one. 
I hear it as instruction of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to follow in the way of Christ. And I hear at the center of it, God's demand that we love our neighbor as ourselves unselfishly, and that we think of we always rather than me. That's the teaching that I hear, and the demand is one that I can only turn to God with humility and asking for God's grace to somehow live into this more fully. Luther says, too, that the second way we should hear this story or any stories is with thanksgiving. So I'll read it a second time now, and I invite you to listen to it with thanksgiving. What is it that causes gratitude to be present within you as you hear this story? Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Again, I invite you to pause the podcast and meditate on those words from the story in the spirit of thanksgiving. As I meditate on this story in that way, I first think of all of the people who have shown me what this looks like. I think of the people in my life who have been unselfish and who have loved their neighbor. I especially think of those who have been the ones most ready to give what they have for the sake of others' well-being. I'm thankful that there are people in the world who actually live into this call of Christ in bold and courageous ways. And I'm thankful that God gives us the power to do that. I'm thankful for the promise that if we turn to God and ask for the grace to live in this way, that God is able to work miracles even within our sometimes hardened hearts. Luther says we should hear the story a third time with confession, with the sense of what am I being called to ask God to forgive within me? What am I naming as my own need for forgiveness and healing. So I'll invite you to hear it a third time now with this in mind. What does it bring forth from you in confession? Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. You're invited to pause again now, this podcast, 
and reflect on the story in a spirit of confession from your own life. Honest confession always makes us feel vulnerable. And I do feel very vulnerable as I honestly reflect on how my life holds up to this story of these early Christians. I think all of us have different things that cause weakness within us. And I would admit that a part of the society that I belong to, and just because of what is within me, that materialism is a strong force within me. And it's something that in so many ways causes me to seek more for my own well-being that I maybe think that I never have just enough. And I do recognize and name that as uh, a weakness within me. And as I hear this, I ask God to, to forgive me for living in a world where I'm a part of a tiny 1% that lives with incredible wealth while others, while the vast majority of people in the world live with a small, small portion of what I have. It just feels like such a huge disconnect from this story. And so I ask God to not only open my heart to new ways, but to teach me each day what it might mean to grow more deeply into this new way of life, of equality, where everyone has all that they need. The final way that Luther invites us to hear the passage is in the spirit of prayer. So we'll hear it one last time and then move to prayer together. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to any as each had need. Let us pray. 
God of love and grace, we thank you that you receive us as we are in our confession today. And we thank you that you still speak your truth to our lives through this living word. We pray today that you would open our hearts and minds to welcome all that it brings to us, both the thanksgiving and also the challenge and the conviction. And we pray that you would give us wisdom and strength and courage to not only hear this, but to act on it in the spirit of those first Christians who gather together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now as you continue on your way, receive this blessing. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of God, our Creator, Christ, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.